Hey guys, uh, this is Inside the North Side, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to our uh, second episode of Season 2. Uh, very sorry that I didn't have an episode last week because, well, I was sick. So, um, I'll tell you more about that when we get into our show. So, let's get into our episode. <laughs> Hey guys, so welcome back to Inside the North Side, episode 2 of season 2. I'm sorry I didn't have an episode last week, I was really sick, and um, I tried doing an episode, but it just I just couldn't do it. I was recording, and I was like 30 minutes in, and I was like, you know what, I can't do it, because my throat wasn't feeling good, and I had phlegm, and I sounded weird when I was talking, so I just was like, hey, look, I'm just let me take a break because I'm sick, you know. Um, I, <coughs> I still have that cough, but it's not as bad. And my voice sounds a little bit deeper, you know, but it'll go away by then. But, um, yeah, I've had a pretty, uh, busy couple of weeks. Uh, I just went back to work last Monday, and um, it was it was all right, you know. Work was kind of slow, this and that. Um, emo night was last Tuesday, which was pretty fun. The first emo night of 2020. And it was pretty good. I had my friends there just hanging out, enjoying the music while I go in the mosh pit and just wreck my body. <laughs> uh, I fell down a couple times, which I usually don't do. But uh, yeah, I fell on top of some people. I fell on the floor. And I was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, you know. I got hit in the eye by someone's elbow, and I was like, oh, that does not feel good. It's like, it didn't hurt that much, but it, like, made my eye kind of watery. You know, I was like, crap, I need to, and I was wearing, I don't wear my glasses, because I take them off, because I don't want to break them, you know. Because, um, well, I don't have no <laughs> vision insurance yet, so. Gotta keep my glasses from uh, breaking or anything like that, so. Yeah, that was good, and then, um. Last Friday, I actually took my uh, my CDL test after like the longest time. So let me backtrack because you're probably thinking, "What you you're doing a CDL test?" Okay, so summer 2018, my job was offering classes for CDL, which is commercial driver's license, and because they needed drivers, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, you know, whatever, I can do it," you know. So I did it. My instructor was horrible. I think I actually talked about this. So, anyways, my instructor was bad, and me and two other guys were trying to do it on our own. They two passed, you know, within that year, and um, I was like the last one who didn't do it. So I kept like fucking up, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do this anymore. You know, I I didn't. I just kept fucking up and fucking around with it until it was like. Well, we don't need you then if you, you know, so I was like, crap, I need, you know, then I need to do this, whatever. So anyways, long story short, I ended up going to uh, train with bus drivers and um, they ended up training me that way and this and that. So I went to take my test finally and um, 
So I was like, I knocked it out, did my little thing. The guy's like, all right, you passed the first test. All right, let's do the second test. We're just like reversing and uh, parallel parking. I passed that. And then he was like, okay, well, we ran out of time. So just go ahead and reschedule so we can, you know, do this again. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, um, I can hurry up and get this license. So I have this, I have this plan. So I was like, I get my license and. You know, I'll stay at my job for a little bit and but look around and see if I can find something that's, you know, that has more money because I don't get paid enough now. Hopefully I'll have a job before the school starts so that I can be like chunk my dues and be like, hey, you know, it's nice. Uh, hopefully I will leave the spot for me when I come back next time or whatever if things don't work out. So that's my plan. You know, make some more money somewhere, you know, uh, hurry up and pay off my car. Uh, go and travel and hopefully move out maybe I don't know we'll see but my plan's slowly starting to get there so we'll see how how it works uh some tragic stuff actually happened within these two weeks which is very sad um of course we had a school shooting uh, if you haven't uh read the newspaper or looked on Facebook or been watching TV. We had a uh, shooting at uh, Bel Air High School, which I've actually, I've uh, I've been to that school before and I've delivered some food, food there. So uh, it's a pretty big school. It's really, you know, they don't have metal detectors like some of the schools that I, I went to, you know, they don't have. And um, yeah, it's very sad what happened. You know, the kid lost his life and I don't know if he was like a junior or sophomore or something like that, but yeah, just, I don't know. I don't know all the details about what happened, but somebody said that the kid was bringing a gun to to school to show and tell, which makes no sense because it's high school, dude. You don't do show and tell, you know, unless your teacher thinks y'all really stupid and was like, you know what, just bring in something and I'll give you, you know, something stupid like that, but yeah, everybody knows, dude, you don't bring a gun to school. I don't care if you're trying to show it off. You don't bring a gun to school. That's stupid. We've seen all these mass shootings, like, in the last couple of years. And it's like, come on. That's a no-brainer. Well, you know, it's okay to bring it. No, they tell you that all the time. They even give you, like, that paper in the beginning of the school year where they tell you all this and this and this and this and that and, you know don't bring no guns to school don't bring this and that to bring so it's like that you already know you can't act stupid and act like well i didn't know i can bring you know so they end up catching a kid and i haven't kept up with it but i know that you know they caught him and i don't know what his excuse was but um yeah it's very sad you know especially because it hits closer to home I guess, I mean, because we did have that shooting uh, at Lamar a couple of years ago where that kid uh, got shot. So it, 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 it sucks, man, because it's like these kids getting shot for what? You know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the kid did. I don't I don't know anything. But it, it's sad because, you know, somebody lost their, their brother, their son, their grandson, their nephew, their cut. You know, somebody lost somebody. You know, and it's the same for the shooter, too. The, the mom, his parents, you know, they lost their kid because it's like he's going to jail. However old, I don't know how old he was. I don't know how old he is, but, you know, hey, he's going to 
it's gonna get charged. It's probably gonna go to juvenile detention and end up going to you know jail when he turns eighteen. So it sucks, man. Just the kid had his those kids had their lives way ahead of them. You know, they're still in high school. Once you graduate high school and you go to college and you 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 know you had your you have your whole life ahead of you and someone's both actually both of them got cut short. The kid with him going to jail and the kid that he shot. Very sad, man. You know, uh, my condolences to those people and their fam. You know, their families because it's it's not easy losing somebody, especially like that. You know, and at school to a place where kids should feel safe. You know, growing up and being in school and seeing all these school shootings. You know, it's like kids aren't safe anymore and it's it's very sad because they should feel safe at school because it's like they have all these people here that are trying to protect them and yet one of their own is the ones that ends up doing it it's fucking sucks dude and it's really it's really sad i don't i don't know what goes through these kids minds but i don't know it's really sad i know people are you know they're they're gonna do the whole uh we need to get rid of guns, we need, it's like, dude, just, just, you know, hey, don't, don't start a, a riot first, just at least give some sympathy to the person that lost their life, you know, and it's been going on for a long time, you know, we need to get rid of guns, we need to do this and that, we need to do that, and it never gets any better, because something always happens, and it's like, you can't keep blaming it on that, you have to blame it on somebody else, because the, a gun can't automatically kill somebody on its own. Of course not. It's, it's an object. It's a machine. The person who's controlling it, yeah, that's the person that, you know, it's, it's not the gun's fault. The gun is just an object. But the person that's holding gun, that's who you should be holding responsible. You shouldn't be saying it and get rid of guns. You'd be saying, you know, what are we, can we do to the... Uh, figure out why these kids are acting the way they are what's what's going on with them you know psychologically and mentally you know but that's just my opinion um we also had another death uh happen in the the rock and roll world with uh, neil pert um from rush one of the greatest fucking drummers of all time i mean the man was a genius and not just in drumming, he also wrote a lot of the songs in Rush too. He was very his just the way he wrote songs and this it's like literature. I mean, if you want to hear something like that, you listen to Tom Sawyer. He wrote that, and it's like it it blows your mind because you're like you're thinking, and it's like wow, that's listen to that and then listen to Kiss. It's like one's like poetry, and the other is just rock and roll so it's just like rock and roll poetry with Rush you know and you know aside from you know that his drumming too like I said he's one of the greatest rock and he was one of the greatest rock and roll drummers of all time if you haven't seen that documentary about Rush you should totally check it out it'll give you like the whole backstory of Getty Lee and, and Neil and all them you know and it just like it tells it from the beginning, 
and just you know just all the stuff that's going on with their lives and just everything about Rush. It, it's a really good, really good documentary. I highly suggest you check it out. But yeah, I mean, we lost. Well, you know, I'm part of the rock community too. Not big, but you know, since I'm a you know, I consider myself part of the rock and roll community. But yeah, I mean, we lost somebody, man. It sucks, and it, at what sixty seven. He had brain cancer, which really, really sucks because he, I think he's had cancer before and he's, he's been it before, but I, I, nobody else knew that he had brain cancer because he's a very, uh, quiet person, keeps himself, you know, he's not like these people like on TMZ or Twitter and, you know, Instagram and talks about his life every day. No, that man's very, you know, quiet about his life, very, um. What's the word? Um, I forgot the word, but, you know, he's very um, closed about his life. So nobody knew and sucks. I mean, maybe he was getting treatment. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, hey, look, it's if it's time, it's time. I'm going to enjoy my life until it ends. So it's very sad because I, I really like Rush and I really like his music and I just enjoy Neil Peart and you know, just, it's, it's very sad, but, um, yeah, just, it sucks, man, but let's, let's get into, um, some more stuff that's going on, uh, musically, so I don't know if anybody's heard since we were talking, since we're talking about rock and roll, um, the rock and roll hall of fame has inducted Oh, they have announced they're the people that they uh, they're inducting in their Hall of Fame, and it, it's kind of weird because it's like, uh, really, you really had these people, you know? And um, hold on, let me look for it. I have I should know it, but it's like I gotta look for it because I posted it. Uh, so we have the Doobie Brothers, which kind of makes sense, you know? They're rock and roll. If you haven't listened to uh, China Grove, and you know. Um, listen to the music. It, the Doobie Brothers are good. Um, Michael McDonald and just all of them are great musicians. So, highly suggest that you listen to the Doobie Brothers. So it's Doobie Brothers, Whitney Houston, which she's not like I said. I she deserves it because she's one of the greatest pop stars, singers of all time. I mean, the lady was magnificent. Her voice was just so amazing. And it's very sad that drugs took over her life and she lost her voice and she just became a train wreck and ended up dying a very sad death, you know, but she's getting her recognition. Very glad that she's getting her recognition. Uh, We also have T-Rex, which is the glam rock band from the 70s. Pretty good band. Um, if you don't know who T-Rex is, they're the ones that do, uh, what's that one song? Uh, Bang a Gong. So if you haven't heard of it, you probably will. You hear any like classic rock trailers and stuff like that from movies, you'll, you'll, you'll hear it. Uh, we also have Depeche Mode, which, you know, that kind of makes sense. They're pretty, they're really, really big band from the eighties and stuff like that. So they deserve it too. Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, yeah, he, the dude deserves it too. The dude's a fucking musical genius. If you haven't seen um, that documentary that Dave Grohl did, uh, which is uh, Sound City, 
Yeah, it's a really, really good documentary about the um, Sound City Recording Studio, just this and that. And he had Trent Reznor on, and he was just doing some songs there. At, um, and just, the dude's amazing. I mean, aside from Nine Inch Nails, the dude is a fucking amazing genius in music. And um, who else do we have that's going in? Um, of course... B.I.G. the Notorious Biggie Spalls is going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just was it, I think, two years after Tupac got it, actually, which is pretty cool. And um, I know a lot of people are kind of like, Biggie, really? You know, Biggie didn't only have like, what, three albums? And, you know, he was only in the game for not that long. But, I mean, he still made a huge impact in um, East Coast hip hop, you know, same way with Tupac, you know, and it, it's like, even though Biggie hasn't made, I mean, hasn't made that much of an impact in that time he was here, after him, after his death, it, he just blew up, you know, because of course Diddy, he was using stuff and people were just putting him in songs and, you know, and it's like, in that short amount of time that he was alive, he was the biggest hip hop star along with Tupac and everybody else. But after his death, like 20-something years, like 23 years later, it's like he's blown up even more. So I really think it's more of the popularity contest with him than his music, actually. But, I mean, his music's good, too. I mean, if you haven't heard what... the, I like the first two albums and um, some of the songs on the third one. But I really, really prefer the first one because it's like knockout. You listen to it and you're like automatically like transported to the 90s. It's crazy. But what really sucks is the uh, the people that were suggested for it, which was uh, Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Judas Priest, Kraftwerk, which have been on the ballot since like forever. Um, MC5, Motorhead, Rufus and Shaka Khan, Todd Rundgren. Soundgarden and Thin Lizzy. I really think that Soundgarden should have gotten in, actually. If you would have taken out maybe Depeche Mode or maybe Biggie and put in Soundgarden, that would have been fine. That would have been, everybody would have been happy because, of course, Chris Cornell passed away, you know, and it's like, why, why wouldn't you put Soundgarden in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Why not them? They have made it such. They were one of the like big times, big timer grunge bands in the '90s. You know, along with Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam and Nirvana. It's like why not? You know, and Chris Cornell alone has made a huge impact in music. But I don't know. Like I said, it's kind of like a popularity contest with some of these people. But I really wish. Next year, they put Motorhead in because Lemmy's gone. And Motorhead made a huge impact in heavy metal in the late 70s, early 80s. Like I was saying, Soundgarden too. Um, Then Lizzy, of course, made a huge impact. Um, You know, Phil and just his music and everything. They made a huge impact, of course. And Pat Benatar, you know. It's like people say... That, oh, why are they all these hip-hop and pop stars in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? To be honest, it's all rock and roll. 
you know, rock and roll is not, it's it's a music genre, but it's also a mindset. You know, it's a vibe. You know, it's a feeling. It's like that's rock and roll. You know, it, it's also an expression. People people say things about everything that's rock and roll. You bust through a window and break your hand. Oh, that's rock and roll, dude. You know, you throw a TV out the window of your uh, hotel. That's rock and roll. So I get what people are saying, but it's like, dude, it's all rock and roll, man. Hip hop, that's rock and roll. They were rock and roll stars in the late 80s or 90s. I mean, even in the early 2000s, you know. But like I said, it's all rock and roll. And... I don't know. I really think that those three should have been in and whoever else, you know, even Dave Matthews band um, should have been going into because of um, the, the the things they've done musically. You know, they, they kind of made like the whole college music, you know, hip and popular. And Dave Matthews is a great songwriter and a great musician, too. But I don't know. We'll see next year, you know. Uh, I've been actually wanting to go to Cleveland for a while. I've been wanting to go visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's like one of my uh, top things to do on my list. And you're probably thinking, really? It's just a museum. No, I mean, it might be just a museum to some people, but it's like, that's like the rock and roll mecca right there. You know, they have all these things from all these musicians, from the Beatles to Stevie Ray to Jimi Hendrix to Michael Jackson to everybody you know and it's like I would like to go and experience that and just check out everything you know just Elvis's suits and Kurt Cobain's guitar and you know um, Jimi Hendrix's whatever Prince's you know everything just everybody I, I want to go that's one of my things maybe I might go this year I don't know I'll look into it actually so I don't know we'll see uh, I think when are they supposed to go live? So, um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, um, so yeah, I want to do that next year. And since we're still talking about music, festival season has started to come around, actually. there A lot of these uh, big festivals are starting to name up their... Um, their lineups for this year like uh, I think I talked about it last time Bottle Rock Napa Valley has released their lineup a couple weeks ago they got the Chili Peppers Dave Matthews Stevie Nicks Miley Cyrus Anderson Pack, Zed um, Blondie uh, Jimmy Eat World you know that's a pretty good uh, lineup for me and, of course, there's more. You know, and then you got the Shaky Knees. That's in um, in Atlanta, which my friend Edwin wants to go to. But, well, I, I don't know. It seems interesting. I got the Black Keys on Friday, Smashing Pumpkins on Saturday, and, of course, The Strokes on Sunday. And some of the people that are playing, you got Yeah, 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 Portugal the Man, Joan Jett, Liam Gallagher, King Gizzard, Angels and Airways, Royal Blood, uh, who else? You got Pup, Snail Mail, The Aces, just pretty good surfer blood. It's a pretty good lineup, especially in, it's in Atlanta. But the only thing that sucks is it's going to be hot because it's during May and, you know, God knows how that is going to be hot as fuck. 
Uh, you got Bonnaroo, that's in Tennessee. Um, they have four days actually. They're going to do like this Grand Ole Opry kind of thing on Thursday. And they have some like lesser known um, people playing that Thursday, which is pretty cool because it's kind of like, oh, you know, hey, let's give them a day. And then Friday, they got Tool. Uh, Saturday is Lizzo. I'm not really a big fan of hers. I think she's overrated. And Sunday is Tame Impala, which is like, you know, they're back in it again. Oh, but they got Miley Cyrus, Bass Nectar, which I haven't heard that name in like 15 years. It's so funny because, what was it? What was I listening to? I forgot what song I was listening to. And it took me back to like 2008, 2009, when I used to go hang out with my cousin. And we would like... EDM and like rave music was like cool back then and like he was into it and like I kind of got into it you know dead mouse and all that so I was like damn bass nectar's coming back you got the 1975 run the jewel young the giant glass animals uh, flume tenacious d which is pretty cool uh lana del rey vampire weekend Young the you know that's for Bonnaroo, and then of course you got Coachella, and um, a lot of people are like, eh, I don't know about Coachella, because it's like, I mean Friday is what right off the bat Rage Against the Machine, and then you got Calvin Harris, Run the Jewel, Rex Orange County, Brockhampton, Big Sean, you know that's some of the names on Friday. Saturday you got Travis Scott. Tom York, Disclosure, 21 Savage, um, Summer Walker, the baby, you know. That's okay for Saturday. The weird one on Saturday is they have Danny Elfman, which is like, okay, what are you going to play like a bunch of theme songs from all the shows that you did? You know, whatever. And then Sunday, you got Frank Ocean, you got uh, Lana Del Rey, Little Uzi Burn, Daniel Caesar, you know, bands like it, it's. It seems okay on Sunday. I would always think that if you're doing a festival, at least make Sunday like the big one. Like Thursday is kind of like the, okay, let's get into it, you know. And then Saturdays are like, bam, let's get into this, you know. Uh, pedal to the metal. And then Sunday is like the big grand finale. But I don't know. I think the last thing I went to where it was like that was probably booty fest but i don't know i'm not gonna talk shit about them but they had um arctic monkeys and of course arctic monkeys was is one of the biggest bands in the world but they're playing some of the music off their new album or their recently new album that they had a couple like a year or two ago and it's like really slow and it's like okay i I know you guys want to experiment but it's like, eh, not my cup of tea. They played some of their older stuff. And I don't know. It was okay, but could have been better. Um, somebody else released their lineup, too. I forgot who. But um, I'll go into it later. Another, it's not really, a, yeah, it's a festival. It's not like a music thing, but um, who else released their thing? Oh, the Rodeo actually released their lineup, too, for this year. 
and um seems pretty interesting sorry that's my uh, phone charger the most noticeable ones that i like are Willie nelson well i'll, I'll, I'll kind of like talk about who's coming midland which I'm, i've kind of heard about them but i never really listened to their music Willie Nelson, Becky G, um, Ramon Ayala, Chris Young, Cody Johnson, Chris Stapleton, Keith Urban, Gwen Stefani, Khaled, Brad Paisley, and Luke Bryan. Not really a big fan of the uh, of the lineup. They actually have three other spots that they haven't released yet, which are gonna, they're gonna release. I guess announced them on February 4th and it's their genre is hip hop slash R&B which I'm guessing it's probably like Lizzo or whatever or Meg the Stallion I don't know somebody that's Houston based um then they have hip hop slash pop which is probably like Travis Scott or something and then uh, they have EDM which I don't know who they would put for EDM but it has to be somebody big because they had what the chain smokers and they had somebody else the past year but uh, i don't know maybe it might be like dead mouse maybe it might be like zed maybe it might be uh david ghetto i don't know it's gonna be somebody big but um <laughs> the only acts that i kind of like is willie nelson chris stapleton really i'm not a i'm not a big fan of luke bryan or um Dirks Bentley or all these Cody Johnson and Kane Brown, you know, I'm not a big fan of them. They're kind of that bro country and it's kind of like crappy and generic and not really good. And I don't understand. I don't understand why these women get so crazy over these guys. They're like, oh, Luke Bryan is so good. Really? No, he's garbage. And I was just thinking about this today um, while I was working. It's like... I I know from firsthand, like, you know, I was like, I don't like this country music. And then I started listening to Brad Paisley, which Brad Paisley is amazing. But recently he's kind of gotten very commercial than he usually is. So it's kind of like, eh, I don't listen to his stuff anymore. I like his older stuff, which is really good. But, um, sorry, what was that? Oh, that was that. Uh, some kind of noise. Uh, uh, this is, I think, a restroom. Um, yeah. Kind of like Brad Paisley, but like I said, you know. Uh, I like Keith Urban, too. I like a lot of his older stuff. But, I don't know. Up until he, like, started adding, like, beats into his music, it kind of threw me off. And it was like, yeah, I don't like this. I like him. He's a great guitar player, just like Brad Paisley. But his, no, just, I can't, I'm not a big fan of Dirks Bentley, I don't even, I don't even know what kind of name is that, Cody Johnson, I think I've seen him before, I, I think he sang the National Anthem for the World Series last year, and I might have seen him somewhere else, I don't remember, but, yeah, he's okay, he's kind of like a typical, if you were to describe country to somebody who didn't know what country was, you pretty much describe this guy. Pretty much, you're like, oh, you know, even if somebody who's never been to Texas, you're like, what does he look like? Oh, he's got a cowboy hat. He's got a plaid shirt. His jeans are too tight. He's got a big old belt buckle and he wears boots. 
that's pretty much Cody Johnson right there. Um, Chris Young is okay. You know, um, Kane Brown, I don't see what the big deal is about it. You know, just because he's what he's mixed, it makes him better. No, the dude's music's garbage. And he looks like a fucking, like, hammerhead shark. His eyes are, like, totally, like, far apart. I'm talking shit about the man, but I don't give a fuck. What is he going to do? Um, I'm surprised that they're going to going, like, North Daniel, like, old school North Daniel with, um, the Cotejano Day, which is Ramon Ayala. That's like, damn. They've usually been having these fucking banda bands, which I hate banda music. I do. It's, you're probably thinking, but you're Mexican. Dude, just because I'm Mexican doesn't mean I have to like every music of the uh, from Mexico. And you're probably thinking too, well, some of it's from LA. <laughs> Dude, no, I just don't like banda music. I don't like something that, I don't like listening to something that reminds me of the circus. You know, I don't care that you, it, 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 it's good. Nah, man. Everybody has their opinion. And like I said, I'm open-minded. I've always said that I'm open-minded. But I don't like that music, dude. I just don't. I'm sorry. And I don't see what the big fuss is about. I see all these girls listening to that shit. No, dude. I can't. It's just so funny. I'm like, this is what you're listening to. And you're like singing your heart out. You know, I'm like, nah, dude, no, no, <laughs> um, Becky G, Becky G was okay when she first started, but then she started going to like the reggaeton kind of like side of music and stuff like that, so now she's very generic and boring, so I'm like, ah, you had something, and of course she was doing movies too, she was like the, she was the Yellow Ranger in the Power Rangers movie reboot. I don't know why she's not doing movies anymore, but now she's like focusing on her music and now she's like more sultry and trying to look more sexy and skimpy and just her music sucks too. So it's like, it just sounds the same thing. Reggaeton music sounds the same. I don't care if you're Jay Balvin or whoever else. It all sounds the same music. I don't know if it's the same producer. I don't know if it's the same beats. I don't know who it is, but it all sounds the same and it's boring. I actually talked about this with my friends in one of the episodes. Um, I said, it's boring. Hispanic people are just going to what they people assume that they have to do. And it's like, nah, dude, be yourself. Like I said, Becky G was the right when she started. She was doing pop and she was, you know, getting into it. But I guess something was like, well, you got to appeal to you, the Hispanic community. So just start doing this music, you know, whatever. Uh... Gwen Stefani is actually coming to the rodeo, which is weird, but kind of makes sense. Uh, I actually saw Gwen Stefani with my girlfriend um, a couple years ago at the Woodlands, and it was pretty cool because um, that day was raining, and we bought ponchos, and we, you know we were gonna sit out there on the lawn at the Woodlands, and um, we go in, and they give us like this ticket, and I was like, "What is this for?" They're like, "Oh, well, we're moving everybody into the seats." So there's enough seats for everybody, which is pretty cool because we end up like sitting in like the back. Have you ever been to the Cynthia Woods? We sat like in the back, like before you get to the um the hill. So it was pretty cool, and it didn't rain after all. Like it rained when we got there, but it stopped. So it's like, well, okay, you know, at least we got seats, and it was a pretty good show. Some DJ guy was there. I forgot who it was, but Eve was there. She did her set, and then Gwen Stefani did her set, and it was pretty good. 
you know, I, I, I've heard Gwen Stefani. I've listened to Gwen Stefani with No Doubt and her solo stuff growing up. So it was like, it was pretty cool seeing her, you know. Uh, yeah, so, but like I said, I want to see Willie Nelson, of course, because that's like, that's Texas royalty right there. Country music legend. You know, the man might not have much time left. So it's like, you got to see him while they're here. And, you know, he might not, from what I heard, he doesn't really like, sing that much good anymore he's kind of like struggling i've seen a video where he was struggling and i was like oh man is that cool you know but i mean he still plays he's like 86 87 something like that i forgot how old he is but the man is old but he's still going must be all that weed in the system <laughs> he don't even smoke anymore i think it almost like killed him i forgot what they said the story was but he's like yeah i don't smoke anymore i just take edibles it's easier for me <laughs> It's like, well, I guess, you know, got to change it up. So, yeah, I want to see Willie Nelson, and I want to see Chris Stapleton. Every time Chris Stapleton comes to town, it's always sold out. And I hate it because I was like, damn, man, I want to go see him. You know, he is not, he's in that genre where it's, it's country music, but it's not generic and commercial like it is with everybody else, like I was talking about. Chris Stapleton has that, that raw outlaw country western kind of uh feel to his music like you used to like with johnny cash and merle haggard and um kind of with willie nelson in the late 70s well mid early 70s and then you have uh what's his name uh not shooter what's his name's dad Jennings, you know, I'm trying, I'm going blank, but, um, you know, uh, yeah, so like that country outlaw Johnny Cash style, you know, and, um, yeah, I, his music's really good. I was actually listening to him and uh, Joe Rogan because Joe Rogan had him on this podcast like a year or two ago, and I'm kind of late, so I was just like looking for, I was like, oh, he did an episode with Chris Stapleton, so I listened to it, and he's pretty cool, pretty cool guy, really chill, really humble. Not much for words. He's just talking, and Joe Rogan's trying to get like as much out of him. But he's just like, I don't know what to tell you, you know. So, but yeah, I really want to see him. I enjoy his music. Really raw, really just like that's country music right there. Him, uh, Sturgill Simpson, and um, there's another guy. What's his name? His why do these names escape me? It's like I listen to them. And yet, uh, Tyler Chowders, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He's from like Kentucky and <laughs> he's from Kentucky. So, but yeah, I, I like his music too. It's very like folky, like Northern woods kind of country music. I don't know why I'm doing my accent. It's weird, but yeah. <laughs> He, um, yeah, I like his music too. If you, if you have a chance, check them out. Sergio Simpson, I enjoy his music. Really, really, really good. I actually bought his first album on vinyl, even though I have it digitally. I bought it on vinyl because I was like, the dude's awesome. And you listen to some of his music and it's just like, okay, yeah, this is cool. He um, actually changes his style like every album. Because was, he was also on Joe Rogan podcast he's been on there like two three times he actually was on another time with his full band 
and they were talking about it about this his new album that just came out last year and he was talking about he was watching all these like old samurai kung fu movies and stuff like that and he's like you know what let's do an album like that but um i think he started recording in 17 then he stopped did some tours and then started re-redoing it everything in 19 and he was like yeah this sounds pretty good then he was like you know what let's make it even better let's make a movie to go with this so he he makes an anime movie to go with his with his album and you're thinking a country music artist made an anime for his album that goes right along with the, with the, with the album. The movie goes along with the album. And it's like mind-blowing because you're like, what I have to do? Watch his anime? And you're like, yeah, of course. I haven't seen any yet. It's called Sound and Fury. It's on Netflix. I have it saved. I need to check it out. I've been, have been trying to, but things get caught in my way the office parks and rec harley quinn some stupid movies from the mid 2000s that i've never seen that i always wanted to watch um so i need to get onto that who uh, um damn i lost my train of thought anyways yeah that's the rodeo lineup i'm actually i think i want to go this year like i said i want to see those two um if not maybe just go see willie so because I went, we went last year, and we saw Kings of Leon, which was awesome. But I wish I would have seen them like on a on tour tour instead of like at the rodeo because you know the road is only like an hour and a half or something like that. And it's like, man, I wish I would have seen. I, I story is that I actually was supposed to see them like four years ago or four or five. Might have been like four years ago. And they were coming. No, was it three or four? It was to promote their, their album. The one they just released not that long ago. A couple of years ago. And they were going to be at the Woodlands. And I was like, yeah, I want to go. And I bought tickets. And something happened. And it just wasn't able to go. Which sucks. Because it was like, I really wanted to see them. But I ended up seeing them at the rodeo, and I saw him with my girlfriend, her niece, and my cousin. So I was like, we had a good time. Walked around, did some stuff. So, yeah, I think I might go it again this year just to check it out, you know. Um, but I, like I said, I still want, I want to go to see one of the shows. Um, and me also, why do I keep talking like that? I keep fucking up. And music news that um, today... Um, they released Mac Miller's latest and last album, his sixth album, I think, called Circles. And, like, I didn't know that this was going on. I heard about it, and I was like, why are they releasing, like, stuff that he was working on before he died? And um, I guess the producer that's been working with him for the longest, he was like, hey, look, Mac had these songs. They're done, but they weren't really finished, finished. You know, I've been working with his family. And... Um, yeah, I, I think in honor in a, in a way to honor him, and kind of like close his musical chapter, you know, just let's release it, you know. This is his like his uh, bow down, his you know, his curtain call. So I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to um, probably I'll get it soon. Check it out. I like Mac Miller. It was really sad when I found out he passed away. You know, 
just it sucks, man. Some of these musicians, the shit that they grow through, you know, taking drugs and just and that, just to cope with something, it's very sad, you know. But good to know that we have some more music from him, and it's kind of like a a final goodbye, I guess. So, you know, I'm gonna check that out. All right, guys. Well, um, I'm gonna take a short little break. So, uh, we'll talk about some sports uh, when I come back. All right, guys, I'm back. Just had to take a little short break, you know. Um, so we're going into our sports segment today, and um, I don't. Do I sound okay? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get closer to the mic. So this week has been a very difficult week for us in Houston, and it's not just like one sport; it's three sports. <laughs> It started Sunday with the Texans playing against the Chiefs. Now, I know y'all saw that game. I know y'all did. And I had the every I had the same mindset as everybody else when we were up twenty four to nothing. But yeah, we got this game. All we gotta do is play good defense, score a little more, and we got this in the back. Until we started getting cocky. Not actually, you know what? I don't think we got cocky. I think our focus just left. Like, like after that, after they kicked that field goal, did we get like what was it, twenty-seven to nothing? It like it fucked us up. Mahomes just—I don't know what happened to him, but he just like you know. It's like watching that game was like watching somebody get murdered in real life. Like when they scored that first touchdown, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. They're going to score. You know, they have to score. But it didn't stop there. No, they kept scoring. And they kept scoring. And then they caught up with us. But then they kept scoring. And they kept scoring. And they just kept scoring. And then we scored a touchdown. But they just kept scoring. To the point to where they put an announcement on the screen saying, we don't have enough fireworks. You know how embarrassing that is? To see that? It's like, yeah, we pretty much were like destroying you. And like, we don't have any celebration fireworks anymore. It's like, it's like you look at that and you're like, wow, yeah, this is bad. Like I said, it was watching, it was like watching somebody get murdered right in front of you and they lost and that was the end of our season and we had high hopes. We were like, yeah, the Texans will, they'll beat the Chiefs. We did it before. We'll play the Titans. We'll beat the Titans and we'll go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, that was not, they scored 41 points on us, man. Like, non-stop. It didn't stop. It just didn't stop. And everybody, a little piece of everybody died that day in Houston. And it's like, why? Why, guys, why? Why do you do this to us every fucking year? Every fucking year they do this. And it's like... We have the team. 
I don't know, man. I I just know. I I feel like we're wasting Watson and DeAndre and you know, I feel like we're wasting them with this shitty ass fucking team that we have. You know, Jay, we're wasting JJ too. JJ f- came back for for the playoffs for this shit. Just to fucking lose? No, man. It's it's embarrassing and it's it's a disgrace. You know, and we're fucking mediocre. That's it. We're mediocre. We'll make the playoffs, but we're not going to go any further than that. We need to get rid of we need to get rid of Bill O'Brien. Plain and simple. Get rid of him, get rid of um Cornell and get you a fucking GM. Could fucking around, get you a good ass coach, get a good offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. You know, find the fucking we we can't get any players because we ran all our draft picks. We gave everybody fucking everything. And it's like, yeah, we don't have anything for like the next three years. And it's like this. No, man, it's like we had Rick Smith and Rick Smith was bad, but this is worse. Because Bill O'Brien doesn't know what he's fucking doing. He's a horrible, you know, when he first came here, it's like, all right, you know, we'll give this guy a chance. Oh, it's okay. You know, not everybody makes it their first year. And then it's like, okay, well, you know, we made the playoffs. Okay, that's cool. Next year, oh, we made the playoffs again. That's cool. But we lost. Oh, we made the play. Uh, we lost. It just, it's been like that for like the last five years, dude. And it's just, it don't make no fucking sense, man. Because even with the coach before, we had, I don't even remember who it was before, Bill O'Brien. And it just, like, it just didn't work out, man. And it's not working out now. You know? Gotta get rid of him. He make he makes the same excuses every post, every every press conference after, after game. He makes the same excuses. You know? Oh, this is on me. This is my fault. We gotta do better. I'm not, I'm, we don't need that, man. We don't need that. We need a fucking coach that's gonna say, you know, these guys need to fucking bust their balls. I'm going to bust their balls, and they're going to do better the next game. Not saying, you know, this is not, no, I, I get it's on you. You want to take all the blame, but you don't want to put, you don't want to share the blame with everybody else. You know, it's not you that's out there catching the ball. It's him that's catching the ball. You know, it's him that's playing defense. It's him that's running that route. It's Deshaun that's throwing the ball. Deshaun has no problem. Sometimes Sean, he gets under pressure too much, and I know he freezes up and shit. But it happens to every quarterback. But, you know, even he is at fault with some of the shit that he does. And it's like, I know the coach wants to put all that shit on his back, like I'm saying. But sometimes you got to say, he fucked up, he fucked up, he fucked up, he fucked up, he fucked up. That's it. And say, we're going to work on that shit. It's like, I don't get it. How do you... How do you play? I don't even know how to explain it because I'm going to get upset. I'm not going to uh, waste my time on this any longer. But, yeah, season ended. So, um, Kansas City plays Tennessee this Sunday for the AFC Championship. And um, Green Bay plays San Francisco in the NFC Championship. 
this Sunday as well. So I'm really rooting for Green Bay, and that's it. <laughs> Fuck the Titans. Fuck K. Uh, K I wasn't gonna say KFC. Fuck Kansas City and fuck San Fran. That's it. Green Bay. Green Bay all the way. That's like my third. No, that's my second team. Yeah. You're probably thinking, you have a second team? Yeah. If the Texans go down, like they always do every year, it's either Green Bay or Philadelphia. So, I'm really rooting for Green Bay. Let's see. It's probably going to be like Green Bay and Kansas City, most likely. So, that'll be the Super Bowl. Probably matchup. I'm calling it now Green Bay and KFC, no, uh, Kansas City, so, and there's that, and then we have the Super Bowl in like, what, two weeks after that, so, which I was just talking about, because I was saying it was going to be the Super Bowl, I think it's in Miami, it's in Miami this year, so we'll see how that goes, I think the last time I was in Miami was 08, I'm, I'm thinking when uh, Peyton Manning went, and he played the Chicago Bears, so, I think it was 08. I think it was. I don't remember. It might be 08. But, yeah. So, we got the Super Bowl coming up. And then we have the shittiest thing. The second shittiest thing that happened to us in, in uh, Houston. So, it's like, okay, well, we're going to recover from this loss, you know, from the Texans on Monday. And I know you guys, some of you guys, I mean, most of us people that are sports oriented and they watch sports and for the people that don't watch sports because I know there's a lot of people and whenever I uh, I talk to them they're like I don't know what you're talking about so I'm gonna have to like dumb it down like really really dumb it down so um, the Astros were accused of cheating in 2017 which was our championship season when we won the World Series we were accused of cheating in 2017, 2018, and this past year. Well, um, it came out to be true that we did cheat in 2017 using cameras and shit like that. And, um, you know, they had this investigation that was going on for like a couple months. And um, they made their verdict. And when... They announced it. It was like, okay, Astros are going to get fined $5 million. Everyone's like, okay, that's not bad. You know, $5 million, it's whatever. Um, that's what you pay for, you know, uh, somebody for like one year. Um, who else? We lost our first round draft picks for 2020 and 2021. So it's like, okay, whatever. That's fine. We, you know. We got a bunch of people, it, it, you know, it's okay. We don't need them. Um, and then our coaches got suspended. Our coach, AJ Hinch, which was our, our manager, got suspended for one year. And then our general manager got suspended for one year as well. So, okay, all right, it's just a year. It's fine. They'll be back and we'll be better than, you know. And then um, what else did we, something else happened. I forgot. No, it's just those, those. So, you know, we're thinking, okay, it's not that bad. You know, it's all good. Everybody was pissed because they're like, that's all they got. They just got a slap on the wrist. That's nothing. And we're over here like, yeah, we're good. We're good. You know, we're good. It's all right. 
and then the dr- the bomb dropped and our um the owner of the uh, Astros was like hey yeah this is not going to work out we're, just, we're not going to let this happen again so we're just going to fire our manager and our coach and everything just went boom like everyone was like oh shit like you got pu- it's like you got punched in the stomach and then it was like okay it's fine you know i'm out of wind it's okay I'll, you know i'll come back just give me a couple seconds and then somebody just stuck a knife in you and just turned it like a radio dial and it's like oh my god we just can this get any worse you know and it's he was just like yeah we're not gonna accept that anymore that's you know and, and i'm like come on man we're gonna we just lost one of the best coaches that we've ever had and we just lost a fucking genius and the in the you know as a, for a general manager the man made so many great moves that helped us and now he's gone you know and, and come to find out that they knew and they did nothing and it's like so a lot of us are, you know, a lot of us in Houston that still support the team. We're just like, man, fuck everybody, fuck Mike Fires. Who Mike Fires is the um, is a pitcher that used to play with us, and he played with us from 2015 to 2017, I think, when we won our World Series. He actually threw a no header in 2015 against the Dodgers, which is pretty funny to find out that we ended up playing the Dodgers in the World Series, and. Um, yeah, he was pissed because he got left off the roster, the World Series roster. He was still on the team. He was still there. But he was just left off the roster, which means he was not in the lineup at all to pitch. So, of course, that's gonna that probably made him mad. But it's like, dude, you got a World Series ring. You were a part of the World Series. Why are you fucking mad? You know, why? Why did you snitch? Why did you fucking snitch? It's like, dude, you never snitch. Don't be a fucking rat. You know, especially if you see something going on, it's just like, hey, look, I'm not involved with that team anymore. That's not my problem. You know, they'll get caught somehow, someday. But, you know, I know those guys. I'm not going to do that to them. But Mike Fires didn't give a shit. Mike Fires ratted on us. And that sent shockwaves through baseball because it's like, the Astros cheated it's like first of all we were made fun of for the longest time because we sucked first we got swept in the World Series in 2005 which didn't help us because we sucked even then before and then we go on for like the next 10 years just shitty we lost 100 games from 2011 to 2014 Three years, we lost 100 games. We were shitty. Like, shitty. We were at the bottom, bottom. And then 2015 came around, and we started getting better. And we made it to the playoffs. But we lost. So it's like, okay, we're going to come back even better. You know. And um, I forget, I lost my train of thought. Anyways, yeah, I remember I was saying that. So we were made fun of for a long time. We were called the last rows. We were the laughing stock. And then we got better. And then people started noticing. They're like, oh, okay. Well, the Astros are somebody that you should be watching out for. 
and then 2017 came along and yeah we made baseball our bitch that year you know along with the hurricane that happened it was like hey look guys we're gonna do this for y'all and you know this is this is this season's gonna be dedicated to the fans of Houston and this and this and that and we end up going to the World Series and we end up winning and now think about it now it's like you dedicated a cheating season to us to the whole city that was hurting that people lost their homes people lost everything the Astros like this is for you it's like dude it doesn't even worth anything anymore because you fucking cheated you know and then of course nobody knew back then but then 18 came around and we were just monsters we just dominated 18 and this year and it sucks that we lost the World Series this year you know but going back to what I was saying we were laughing stocks and then we got better you know and just I don't know man it's really depressing because you know that's my team man I grew up watching this team since I was a kid I've been a fan for 20 years you know and you know, amidst, amidst however, whatever you're going to say, I don't even know how to say it. All the shit that's going on now, it's not going to affect me being dedicated to my team and supporting my team. It's going to hurt because it was like, you guys cheated and it sucks, you know, but you're still my team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't root for anybody else, you know, age town till I die. You know, I'm an Astros fan, man. That's my team. And um, a lot of people were making fun. Like, I had posted it because everyone's talking shit about the Astros now. You know, you were jealous of us not that long ago because we were the best team in baseball whipping all the other teams' ass. And now you're going to laugh at us and talk crap about us. And it's like, hey, man, I'm going to defend my team. I don't care. You know, you can call us cheaters. You can call this and that. But I'm still going to defend my team. But it's funny because nobody ever tells the New England Patriots fans that, you know, and they got uh, six championships with Brady and they've been they've been caught uh, cheating and videotaping and this and this and this and that. And nobody says anything. Everyone's like, oh, we don't leave them alone. You know, they the Boston, we don't leave them. You know, we, we don't we don't mess with them because they're the Patriots. And it's like, then it doesn't make it any better that you don't criticize those fans, but you want to criticize us. But people were scared of the Patriots. Not anymore. The Patriots suck now. I guess it kind of happens to us. I mean, I mean, we don't suck now, but we lost the World Series, and it was very devastating because it was like we were so close to winning. I don't even want to talk about it because we were so fucking close. And I don't know. And then it gets even worse because now people are saying, you know, other shit too. And then the Alex Cora, that's the, the manager for the Red Sox, who used to be our bench coach in 2017, he left, went to Boston. They shipped him off to Boston. <laughs> Some of the stuff. Um, they he ended up taking the manager job over there in Boston, and they won the World Series, but. He cheated too, and the and the Red Sox got caught several times cheating, 
And all they got was a slap on the wrist too. But he was the one behind the cheating over here. You know, the videotaping and, and this and this and this and that. And he ended up winning the World Series. So it's like, now you, you wouldn't laugh at us, but you don't want to laugh at the Red Sox that cheated. And people aren't saying to take away their championship, you know. But, um, and then it got even worse for Mets fans because uh, Carlos Beltran, who played for the Astros in 2017 when we won the World Series, retired and then ended up taking a manager a managerial job for the New York Mets. Um, and everyone was like, all right, cool. And Carlos Beltran, you know, he knows his stuff. And then all this allegations and stuff comes out and he ended up getting fired both of them actually got fired um this this week and it's like i don't know where this is going but now everyone's coming out and saying this so-and-so cheated this so-and-so was doing videotaping this and this and this and this it's a snowball you know with that it was a it was an astro sized snowball that started small and it's like okay look we're just gonna get popped you know and we're gonna get in trouble and that's it but this has escalated to something that's big now to where it's like an avalanche like when it barely starts it's like you can feel it shaking and it's like it's not good dude because not everyone's coming out and saying so-and-so cheated they're all pointing fingers at each other so-and-so cheated well so-and-so cheated too so-and-so has been using cameras too and this and this and this it, it's a everybody's pointing the finger at everybody and it's like you know like they say when you point if you have you're pointing one finger at somebody you have three other pointing back well of course we know we cheated but we're you know some of the people are like well they cheated too and they cheated too and it's like well you did too yeah i know that but you know they cheated it's 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 to a point where people are like we might have to get you know Congress in this because it's like they want to make an example out of the Astros you know we're gonna we're gonna fuck them up so bad where people are not gonna want to be there you know associated with the team and blah 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 but it's like you have uh, proof that other teams were cheating but you don't do anything about that you don't say anything about the Dodgers that supposedly they were cheating with cameras you don't say anything. You, you got the Red Sox, but you just got the coach. You didn't say anything else about their team. They get fined or anything like that. You didn't say anything about anybody else. The Yankees were even cheating. But nobody wants to accuse the Yankees. Nobody wants to go that far. And it, it's stupid, man. It's We say this here in Houston. A lot of people don't get it. For, for my um, listeners that aren't from Texas, you know, aren't even from the United States, um, we here in Houston feel like it's us against the world because we always feel like people are out to get us, you know, and it's it's sometimes true. It's sometimes not. It's because we shoot ourselves in the foot. But some of the times it's not, you know, it's like, yeah, we fucked up with the Astros, but it's like now they're they're, they're coming after us and it's like they want our heads and it's like it's us against the world. It's us against the world, dude. You know, and it's just going to get worse. You know, it's like it starts with us and 
God knows where it's going to lead next. Like I was saying, somebody, somebody opened the baseball Pandora's box and they're not going to be happy to where what happens next because if Congress gets involved, they're going to be like, well, you need to investigate all these teams that were rumored to be cheating and this and this and this and that. And it's like, it's not going to be pretty at all. But like I said, I'm still a fan. I'm still going to support my team. And um, I'm actually going to um, Astros Fan Fest tomorrow. Um, I'm really excited. I go every year. Well, I try to go every year. I didn't go in the last year, I think, be past year, because everybody got vouchers, like, immediately. And I was like, crap. Okay, well, whatever, you know. So I got vouchers this year. And uh, I'm ready to go, but I don't know how it's going to be with all this stuff that's going on. I already have, we know some fans here in Houston are giving up. We know some fans, the bandwagoners are jumping off, which is good because we don't need them. But again, again, we do because they buy all the merch. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go tomorrow and see how it is, you know, see what goes down, see how people react and their emotions and stuff like that. I know people are going to be chanting stuff and people are going to be, I don't know how people are going to be buying stuff like they were last year or the year before, but we'll see if less people start going. That means I have more opportunities to go to the game this year, which I'm planning on doing. So, um, yeah, so Tuesday and Wednesday were bad and then the Rockets are not doing any better either. The Rockets are just like decreasing and it's just bad you know we're like what second in the west right now and i was listening to uh some radio and uh, sports radio espn 97.5 and um they were like yeah if the rockets keep going the way they are we're gonna be seventh place and it's like we're supposed to, it's this one mission, you know, to get back to the playoffs, go to the finals and win a, a, a title for Houston again. But it seems like that's not going to happen this year either. It happens. It, it sucks, man. It's the same thing with the Texans. It's like we have the, we, we have great players that execute and this and that, but. I don't know, man. This is such a fucking disappointment. I know this is January. We got February, March, April, and May. You know. But, I don't know, man. It just sucks in Houston right now, sports-wise. All this crap that's going on with our teams. And it's like, when will this shit stop? You know? I don't know. Maybe when spring break, not spring break, spring training starts in March... It'll get better. I don't know. I can guarantee you someone's going to start fighting <laughs> during spring training. People are going to start beaming us. And that's going to piss a lot of people off. You know, it's already pissing more people off because now they're even talking about um, electronic buzzers. That supposedly some of our players were using. It's like, OK, look, you can talk shit about our team. You know, that's fine. 
But when you go after Jose Altuve and go after Alex Bregman and go after Josh Reddick, oh, no, it's personal, bro, because you don't go after our players like that, bro. You know, they're accusing Altuve of uh, wearing a buzzer and that he knew what um, the Yankees pitcher was going to throw when we hit that walk-off home run off him to get to the World Series. It's like, oh, he knew. And it's like, bro, why are you going after Altuve now? You know, just because somebody on Twitter said that they uh, they were using a buzzer and blah, 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 blah. It's like, that man, that's bullshit. And he ended up, his manager, and his manager, his agent was like, hey, look, he's never worn one. He says he's never worn one. Baseball investigated and said, no, we, we have no proof that there's uh, electronic buzzers and shit like that. And like I said, I don't know how far this is going to go, but it's really like, it's very stressful because it's like you're, I'm a sports fan, you know, baseball's my thing. And it's like, I shouldn't have to be stressed out, man. It's not real stress, but I shouldn't have to be stressed out going into spring training and the regular season when it comes in April. (sighs) I don't know. Then I'm going to look for a new coach and all this and that. I don't know. Very annoying. Anyways, um, talk about a few more things before I close out this episode. So next week, we're going to be having, what did I say we? Uh, I mean, I'm going to be having my cousin back on the episode again, on the podcast. So I'm, I'm very excited for him. He's the second guest of the season, of this year. I had my friend Ashley, which uh, some people were listening to it. But it's it's okay, it's, it, you know, it's a good episode. I'm glad I got to do it with my friend because I've been, I haven't seen her in a while, so it was good to like sit down and just talk and shoot the shit and whatever. So, yeah, next week my cousin's coming back, and I'm excited to see what his take is on this whole shit. Because, you know, all we do like the last episode he was on, we talked about sports and music and stuff like that. So, I'm really eager to hear what he has to say about this because he's a big fan too you know so we'll see about that um what else um my friend chris is supposed to be coming on the podcast i think on the 31st so we have two more guests before this month ends and i'm looking for more guests for next month so oh actually i actually won't have one guest um <laughs> um, my girlfriend's brother, uh, Zach Varela, is going to be on um, the February 7th episode. And um, we're going to talk with him, get to know more about him. He actually has some interesting stuff that's going going on with him. So we'll talk to him and see what's going on with him and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, I have maybe two more openings next month. going to try to see if I can fill them in. Uh, I might try to, I, I didn't go to Austin. Like I said, I was, cause I just wasn't feeling it. You know, like I guess I didn't feel good and I was supposed to go with some of my friends, but we never planned it out. We talked about it, but never decided where we were going to stay and what we we're going to do. So they ended up, we ended up just canceling it and I was like, okay, well, you know, I still want to go. So I might try to go next month. If not, I'll probably go in, uh, in March when I'm off for spring break. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, uh, find more guests next month. Maybe try to find something for March too. 
Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, shit, I might even try to hit up my cousin. Maybe we might do an episode with him out there in Austin. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, before I close, like I said, I just want to thank everybody for listening and supporting me. It it really means a lot to know that people listen to my show and not just here in Houston, not just my friends, but people outside of Houston, outside of Texas, outside of the United States too. You know, it's it, I have people in the West Coast, I got people in the East Coast, I got people in, you know, and and up north, I got people in Mexico, I got people in Canada that are listening. And like I said, I I really 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 thank you for all the support that you have and that you're listening to me you know it's pretty cool you know for the people that don't live here in houston or don't live in texas they're kind of they're getting like a um a kind of like a taste of what it is like here you know they probably think we're just nothing but a bunch of cowboys and ride trucks and have cars and you know horses and we ride and we listen to country music all day you know no that was a really, really weird impression. <laughs> I guess my accent came out, man. But, um, you know, they get a taste of what we're like. They get a taste of who I am, you know. Yeah, I'm from Texas, but, hey, I might connect with you uh, in Massachusetts in a, in a way that you didn't think, hey, that guy has the same things I like. He thinks the same way I'm thinking. Anyways, like I was saying, just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, uh... I guess that's all I really have to say. It's kind of a weird episode. Kind of, you know, what I usually do. But kind of different, I guess. Kind of short. Um, but, you know, it'll probably be longer once I have my cousin on the on the show next week. But, yeah, um, like I always say, uh, this is Inside the North Side. May God bless you all. And peace and have a great weekend.